This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Monday. I'm going to go ahead and tell you up front it's going to be a short one. I have company coming tonight. And uh, I need to cook her some spaghetti. But we are going to talk about some news before that happens. Apparently there are people that are not in Kansas anymore after a tornado ripped through. That was a horrible joke on my part. Not only was it lame, it was just insensitive. Wildfires in New Mexico causing mass evacuations. Going to tie all that into the coming food shortage. Meat cakes. 1987. Ayo. Ayo. RB Coffee Creamer. Welcome. Good evening. Am I on the am I on the case? What case is that, Warlord? Oh yes, we are gonna talk about this story. How can I not talk about this? A manhunt is underway for an escaped murderer who was apparently let out by a jail official in Alabama. <laughs> oh shit, we're gonna read all about that here in a little bit. What else we got? Oh, there's a viral video. Of a woman using some slurs on a plane. Apparently she's also an Elon Musk fan. No surprise. My pillow guy has been banned from Twitter again. Apparently he decided after Elon Musk took over he could start another account and get back on. It does not work like that, sir. They will not let me on either. I already tried. NYPD officer has been convicted in relation to his part in the January 6th insurrection. Trump. Trump wants uh, LeBron James to come play for his team. Apparently Trump's got some sort of some women's basketball team because he wants LeBron to have a sex change operation and come play for his team. I'm not shitting you. That is what he said. I have I have audio of it. I have it on video. You're you're going to see it with your own eyes. I had to hear it. You have to hear it. A grand jury has been seated in Georgia in relation to Trump's interference with the election there. Hezbollah is warning Israel about any more provocations. I mentioned the attack on Syria a few days ago. We're going to we're going to get into that. Odessa is on lockdown in preparation for what they expect to be an attack from Russia and and, and, and. people had speculated about Putin's health. We found out today either a a a uh, a fill-in has been assigned or will be assigned, whatever whatever they call it when the president is is undergoing surgery and emergency power is transferred in Russia. Putin will be undergoing surgery for cancer. 
So maybe the speculation was true. But first, today's meme. They found a picture of me. They found this has been widely shared on the internet today. It is a a honest to god picture of me. My bong. Someone tells me that we have to hurry up and leave. Is what I look like. Run down to the grocery store real fast. Hold on. You take a bong rip here. I'm actually smoking out of my bowl right now. You know I'm not eyeing up for this shit. Same. Cake says same. Start off tonight. This is was with, one of the ba- with damage about Kansas after tornadoes. Damage more than a thousand buildings. Jesus, I didn't know it was that severe. Bedrooms. That was another bedroom. You see it on TV, but you think, you know, until you're standing here in person thinking this was my home. You know, it's it's different. It's hard to. It's different. It ain't there no more, ma'am. Tornado that damaged more than 1,000 buildings in south central Kansas generated winds of up to 165 miles per hour on Friday. It was an EF3 tornado caused extensive damage, mostly in the Wichita suburb of Andover. Injured several people. Andover Fire Chief Chad Russell said that the storm destroyed at least 300 to 400 buildings as part of a total 1,000 buildings that that were damaged. I misspoke and said it was multiple tornadoes. It was just one. The tornado was on the ground for 21 minutes on Friday evening. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, in New Mexico, wildfires continue to ravage parts of the state. These have been going on for a couple weeks now. Mass evacuations... This is in Las Vegas, Nevada, the video that we're looking at now. We are seeing drought conditions in the southwest portion of the country. The flames are forcing more residents to flee as firefighters scramble to keep new wildfires from growing. Not my whole life, but I, I lived here permanent for the last six, six years. I so said we lost one place, and now if I lose this place, it's not going to be nothing. I don't have an actual number of how many people have been displaced. Hold on. I believe this is live, a fire near Modesta Airport. As we continue to see drought conditions in the southwest. Which is also expected to hamper food production this year. Ginger, welcome! The Ukraine food price crisis is just a preview of what could happen as climate change worsens. The azure sky and golden fields of wheat 
depicted in Ukraine's yellow and blue branded flag represent one of the world's most important bread baskets. Before the Russian invasion, the country was responsible for 12% of global wheat exports, 16% of global corn exports, and 46% of global sunflower oil production. That flag, now a symbol of defiance, also represents a cautionary tale about the world's over-reliance on singular sources of vital foods, particularly when it comes to international humanitarian food aid. The two-month-long conflict has derailed Ukraine's ability to plant, harvest, and export its major crops, driving higher costs and stoking fears of global food shortages. As the World Food Program's Executive Director, David Beasley, warned the United Nations Security Council on March 29th, rising food prices would devastate the humanitarian organization's ability to feed some 125 million people on the brink of starvation because Ukraine had gone from the breadbasket of the world to bread lines. Quote, unquote. Hey, Elon, I remember you saying something about, you know, if you if the UN gave you a proposal of how to spend $6 billion, it was the 125 million people on the brink of starvation that they proposed spending that $6 billion on. Instead, you bought Twitter. Ripple effect of the Ukraine crisis on global grocery bills, however, is just a taste of what is to come as climate change disrupts the world's agricultural areas. As temperatures rise due to increasing greenhouse gas emissions, so too will the price of food. Humanitarian aid is likely to suffer first with donors' funds losing their purchasing power when prices of basic commodities like wheat and oil increase. Simple solutions in the form of localized farming adaptations, experts say, can play a role in heading off the worst of the impact of looming global food shortages if they are implemented ahead of time, which, of course... Here in the United States, we are horrible at doing, and we will not do. The United Nations Food and Agricultural uh, Organization recently uh, estimated that the Ukraine crisis would push up to 12 million people into hunger worldwide, in part because of the FAO estimates one-third of Ukraine's crops and agricultural land may not be harvested or cultivated this year, leading to a loss of one-fifth of the country's wheat supply. Future harvests are also in jeopardy because next season's crop is unlikely to be planted amidst wartime conditions. At the same time, economic sanctions on Russia, the world's largest producer of wheat, have further reduced global supplies. Meanwhile, Russia and its ally Belarus are leading producers of the fertilizers that farmers use around the world. Sanctions and conflict-linked shipping restrictions have limited their availability on global markets, and the resulting higher prices will force farmers to make difficult decisions, reduce their use, and risk lower yields, or pay more and charge more if they can for their crops. Either way, essentials will likely get more expensive. Some governments may be able to subsidize fertilizers or wheat or both to carry their populations through, but others may not be able to, risking Starvation. Holy shit. Speaking of the conflict in Ukraine, let's move to Putin's upcoming surgery. Or surgery that is taking place today. I'm not exactly sure. I just heard this news within the last few hours. With Nikolai Pershev. Uh, Pershev? 
Russian reportedly in charge during Putin's cancer recovery. As rumors swirl about Russian President Vladimir Putin's supposed battle with cancer, a new report claims the strongman would temporarily hand power over to hardliner Nikolai Putreshev if health issues sidelined him. The claims have not been independently verified, and Moscow roundly denies that Putin is in ill health. Who is the man who will helm the Kremlin if Putin takes a sick day? By Petrushev. Petrushev. Sorry, buddy, for uh, butchering your name. I'm guessing you're not a very savory individual. Nikolai Putrashev is the Secretary of Russia's Security Council, an influential body that answers directly to Putin and issues guidance on military and security issues within Russia. Most of the council's power is vested in Patrushev, who is widely seen as a staunch Putin ally. Like Putin, Patrushev is a career Russian intelligence agent, first with the Soviet KJB, uh, KGB. I cannot talk tonight. Then later with the Russian FSB, according to the English-language newspaper Moscow Times. Likened Sorry, dude. Patrushev's role to that of an American national security advisor. So when I saw the story, I thought that uh, it was more concrete and then he was actually handing over power and then he was indeed scheduled for surgery, but... New York Post story makes it seem like uh, not a sure thing that he is indeed going in for surgery, that it's just a rumor. So take that with a grain of salt. Meanwhile, uh, Nancy Pelosi met with Vladimir Zelensky over the weekend. Uh, Apparently in Ukraine, U.S. Congressional delegation led by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi traveled to Ukraine over the weekend. I don't know what that is. Like, it looked like a ball gag around her neck when I first saw it, but it is not a ball gag. We believe that maybe Nancy was getting kinky. uh, To say thank you. Uh, Thought you had a ball gag in your mouth, ma'am. Do you do you live in sexual anarchy? You live in sexual anarchy. Hopefully, the stream's not uh, taking a shit. It looks like it might be. Dustin, apparently, I can't talk. The stream is, is getting fucked up. We'll see if it comes back here. We've, we've got a little internet. A little internet is a treat. We don't have full power internet here. It's just trickling in on my end. Oh, I lied. I lied. Internet fixed itself. 
Yes, Arby, I did understate the brevity of tonight's show. I did not expect it to be this short, but it's not going to be. I'm back, bitches. Let me go make sure that we're on YouTube. Did indeed understate the brevity of the show. Grab my browser over here to look and make sure that we are indeed on YouTube right now. We are back. The internet fixed itself. We are live on YouTube, though it might have started a whole new video. My apologies if it did. Back, bitches. Sorry, 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 sorry. Internet had a brain fart or some shit. It happens from time to time. I'm going to get a little more high, wait for everybody to come back in. I missed you all. It's okay if everybody doesn't come back in. Uh, What you might have missed was me making a joke like, I thought Nancy Pelosi had a ball gag on. When I first saw the picture of her walking up with the delegation. Yeah. In this shot right here, I thought Nancy Pelosi had a ball gag on. I'm like, Nancy, Nancy, what are you living in sexual anarchy? You live in sexual anarchy? It does! I'm not imagining it. That's not exactly what it was once we saw the close-up. For those of you listening to the audio. We believe that we are visiting you uh, to say thank you. RB, we should be back on YouTube. If we're not, let me know. I looked and it said it, it said it's broadcasting on YouTube. It just might have started a new video. If you would prefer to watch on the YouTube. I like I like to accommodate everyone on their platform of choice. Uh, for your fight for freedom, that we are on a frontier of freedom, and that your fight is a fight for everyone. And so our commitment is to be there for you until the fight is done. The visit comes two days after President Biden asked Congress for an additional $33 billion, which I, I'm on the fence about. Cheers to you, RB, over there on the YouTube. Dustin, thank you for the resub. Pelosi assured Zelensky aid is on the way. Once again, that's, that's, I don't know. I like, we can't just keep shoveling money at Ukraine, but also what is going on there is horrendous. I think we're seeing some video out of Odessa here as it is on lockdown. Odessa on lockdown only. I just said that. 
leave their homes today. The city is recognizing a painful anniversary. 48 people were killed, dozens more hurt, in a deadly confrontation between pro-Russian and pro-European activists back in 2014. NBC News reporter Phil McCausland is in Odessa. Uh, uh, Phil, for starters, what is it like there today? Well, it, it's largely very quiet, uh, which is the, the tendency between, you know, missile strikes, right? And we had two of them today. Um, there's been a curfew all day, keeping people at home, keeping people safe because of this fear of what could happen during this anniversary. Dassey, welcome. Interrupted by two missile strikes. Good today. evening. One that hit a bridge. We had another that struck some civilian infrastructure and appears to have hit a church as well. A uh, teenage boy died and another small girl uh, appears to have been injured. Uh, but that's what we're seeing more and more of, right? Odessa being targeted. We're seeing infrastructure being targeted. And, and it really seems like an attempt to cut Odessa off in some sense as the, the Russians continue to try to push this offensive across the southern coast of Ukraine um, in hopes of, of taking that coast, cutting Ukraine off from the Black Sea and connecting with uh, Transnistria and Moldova, where we've been seeing some troubling reports recently. It also has to be noted as well, I mean, in, in the past couple of days, even today, we've seen saboteurs. Sir, what, what what did you mean by troubling reports? Can you go into detail for us? Arrested who appear to be sympathetic to Russia. This day was a, a real day of concern for them. RB, restrain yourself. We're doing the news here. Pro-Russian forces here in the city. This was for you, RB. Some kind of disrespect, some kind of mayhem. Anarchy. Um, though that appears so far. Uh, to have been <laughs> Phil, Vladimir Putin mentioned May 2nd, 2014 uh, in a speech just before this war. How did he and Russia use that date uh, and how have they uh, used that date to justify the attacks that we're seeing now? Yeah, uh, uh, Putin mentioned uh, Odessa right before he invaded Ukraine. He mentioned this date and Odessa specifically uh, as he recognized those two breakaway states that we see uh, in the eastern part of the country. It's been a regular item in, in Russian propaganda, you know, him calling this a, a real tragedy, him bringing up this, this conflict in particular, and in some ways kind of fanning the flames uh, uh, between pro-Russian and pro-Ukrainian forces that have been uh, tense for years here. Uh, this is a, 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 a Russian-speaking town, as we've seen many Russian-speaking towns across Ukraine, and now a lot of them are now contending with what is their identity? What is who do their allegiances lie to? And I will say here in Odessa, I think it is very clear that Odessa lies with Ukraine. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, that is a, a line that Putin has been driving, that the Kremlin has been driving uh, for years now, uh, for, for eight really difficult years. All right. Phil McCausland in Odessa. Thank you. Thanks for watching our YouTube. I'm, I'm not so sure that we got that much insight from that piece. My apologies. This motherfucker right here, he's giving another press conference. Sheriff Judd in Florida. He is an asshole. He was the dude that was putting signs in front of uh, people's houses like suspected drug dealer lives here. The gigantic piece of shit. Only to be rivaled by that Villeneuve guy over in uh, L.A. County. That attacked the press after they exposed his bullshit. Hezbollah leader says Iran could retaliate for Israeli strikes. 
Leader of Lebanon's militant Hezbollah group warned on Friday that if Israel continues to target Iran's presence in the region, Tehran could eventually retaliate by striking deep inside Israel. Ginger, yes, we are back. The internet started cooperating. Syed Hassan Nasrallah's warning came in a speech during a ceremony in Beirut, marking Quids Day or Jerusalem Day, a traditional... I don't know if I said Quids Day, Q-U-D-S Day. Yes, to be sensitive to the culture, I should find out how it is pronounced. This is the last Friday of Ramadan. If it will talk to us here. Cuds Force. Cuds. So it's Cuds Day, I guess. Or Jerusalem Day, a traditional show of support for the Palestinians. Hundreds of Hezbollah supporters and officials from allied uh, Palestinian groups attended. Israel has staged hundreds of strikes over the years on targets in Syria, where Iran, like Hezbollah, uh, supports President Bashir Assad's forces but rarely acknowledges or discusses such operations. It has acknowledged targeting bases of Iran-allied militias such as Hezbollah in Syria. Israel says its attacks are against Iranian entrenchment in neighboring Syria. Hezbollah, one of Iran's main arms in the region, was formed in the early 1980s during Lebanon's civil war by Iranian officers and Tehran has been arming and funding the group since. Nasrallah's comments came two days after an Israeli missile strike in Syria killed four Syrian soldiers and wounded others, according to Syrian state media. A Syrian opposition war monitor gave a higher death toll for the early Wednesday strike that hit suburbs of the capital, Damascus, uh, saying it killed six Syrian soldiers and four Iran-backed fighters. Last month, an Israeli missile attack on Damascus killed two colonels with Iran's paramilitary Revolutionary Guard. Iran retaliated shortly after by firing surface-to-surface missiles on what it described as an Israeli spy center in northern Iraqi city of Erbil. And springtime, it always pops off over there in the Middle East. Meanwhile, we are in primary season here in the U.S., and we have some candidates that really can't stop talking about Trump. Oh, wait a minute. I copied the wrong video. That is the trailer for the George Carlin documentary that just dropped today. I got very excited. And now I don't have the video I wanted. Because who knows where the fuck I found that video. I think it was NBC. Maybe it was a CNN piece. All these Senate candidates love to talk about Trump. They'll cut deals with... I, I do want you to know the George Carlin documentary looks excellent, though. It's on HBO. It's going to be a two-night event on May 20th. A little early birthday present for me. 
the squishy rhino Republicans. Like Donald Trump, I will not. I was in the trenches fighting for President Trump's America First agenda. I was Trump's Ohio finance co-chair. Trump revealed it. Donald Trump. If you can believe it, during this Republican primary debate in Ohio, former President Donald Trump's name was mentioned nearly 50 times. I, I believe it. Donald Trump. He was a great president. He's been the greatest president of my life. No, he wasn't, you stupid fuck. His name more than 30 times during a Republican Senate primary debate in Pennsylvania. President Trump. President Trump. President Trump's endorsement. He's appointed by President Trump. The primaries in Ohio and Pennsylvania are bound to be two of the earliest indicators of Trump's reach inside the Republican Party. They will help determine who controls Congress after the midterms this November. And in both states, most of the Republican candidates see Trump as their ticket to victory. So everyone here Idiots. on the debate stage is talking about being America first. They're all saying it. I actually did it. The former president has endorsed candidates in both races, J.D. Vance in Ohio and Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania. But that hasn't stopped the other candidates from competing to win over his loyal supporters. Do you think, as some high-level Republicans have suggested, that for the betterment of the Republican Party, it's time for Donald Trump to stop talking about the 2020 election and move on? If yes, if you think he should move on, raise your hand. Between these two races, nearly every candidate falsely claims that the 2020 election was stolen. Their focus on 2020 is widely seen as red meat, something that scores them easy points with Trump's devoted followers. There's only one candidate up here. I know, it's insane. Only one person raised their hand. The 2020 election was stolen from Donald J. Trump. I've been saying that the election was stolen from Donald YouTube, YouTube, this is their opinion. The election was not stolen. He's the only person who says that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. Well, Mark just said, and I say it all the time, right? I think the election was stolen from Trump. It wasn't. You're all idiots. You're all idiots. Some Republicans appear to be backing away from him, but recent polling shows that... Goddamn, right-wingers are morons. His hold of the GOP is still very strong. 80% of Republicans view Trump favorably, and 70% of Republicans think that Biden did not legitimately win the election in 2020. 70%. The bottom of what happened in 2020, and we actually have to secure our democracy. Those numbers might look good for Republican candidates in the primary, but they could still be a risk in November in battleground states where candidates from both parties will need voters beyond their bases to win. In his efforts to help Republicans in the midterms, Trump has resisted calls from his advisors to focus on bread and butter issues like jobs and the economy instead of the 2020 election. There's never been an election like took place in 2020. And in debates, candidates have typically followed his lead. We cannot move on from the 2020 election. We cannot look forward or move forward until 2020 is fully investigated. Several claims Mr. Mandel made have been fact-checked with no evidence found to support them. We're moving on now. Okay, see, that CNN piece says he keeps focusing on the 2020 election. But I have a clip of him doing one of these bread and butter issues that the the right wing is wanting him to focus on the transgender issue. That's what they consider their bread and butter issue in this election. And this one is wild. Like content warning for stupidity on this one. Like you're not even going to believe what he says. This is at a rally yesterday. Uh, 
in Nebraska at a rally yesterday in Nebraska. He's got an offer for LeBron James. I'll say to LeBron James, who I don't like very much, I'll say, LeBron, did you ever have thoughts of going woman? Because if you did, I'd like to have you on my basketball team. It's true. I'll say to LeBron James, who I don't like very much, I'll say, LeBron, did you ever have thoughts of going woman? Because if you... First of all, did you ever have thoughts of going woman? Did you ever have thoughts of going woman? What a wild way to even put that. Does Trump own a women's bat? Does he own like a WNBA team or something I'm not aware of? He doesn't like LeBron. But he wants LeBron to get a sex change and come play for him. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? This dude was president. This dude was president. Saying to me, and people are still going to vote for him. Most of the Republicans are still behind him. I'm just, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. He's not out of the woods yet when it comes to legal trouble. County residents are now impaneled to serve on a grand jury investigation, alleged election interference, this by the former president, Donald Trump. The panel will have up to a year to make recommendations in the case. 11 Alive's Doug Richards joins us now with much more all new at five. Doug? There are close to 200 of you here today. The courtroom feed shows the judge and attorneys. Some 200 potential grand jurors were off screen. For this, the Fulton County Government Center was all but closed and surrounded by every manner of law enforcement and security gear to protect the court proceeding at the center of a politically charged issue. You will be investigating if selected. Yeah, we, won't, we, we, we don't want one of uh, Kanye West's personal assistant to come up in there and start threatening people like what happened in the election. Attempts to disrupt the election. District Attorney. It really happened. Called for the special grand jury to investigate a now famous January 2021 phone call from then President Donald Trump to Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. I just want to find 11,780 votes. With the grand jury to weigh in on whether Trump committed felony election interference. His crime is crime. He did. Uh, and so the district attorney obviously has a broad base of responsibility, and it's her uh, job to ensure that all the citizens of Fulton County are protected, including uh, from various public officials that try to abuse their office. Former DeKalb DA Gwen Keyes Fleming talked with us last fall. So when you hear your number, please stand. Of the first 35 Fulton County residents called, only nine said they had conflicts that precluded them from serving. By lunchtime, the court had seated 23 grand jurors and three alternates. The special grand jury will have power to demand documents, to subpoena reluctant witnesses, to meet when they want for as long as one year. It won't start meeting until June. Their work will be secret, but their investigative report will become public and could provide grist for the criminal prosecution of a former president of the United States. So, wow, they're going to a closed session. They've got up to a year. If they take the full year, that will put them like 
giving their report right as the 2024 presidential race starts to ramp up at the end of summer in 2023. And for this special grand jury. And with that, the feed from the courtroom quickly ended and it'll stay down for the duration of the special grand jury until that report is issued. That's an update on what is going on in Georgia. That criminal investigation. While in January 6th news, a New York Police Department veteran was convicted of assaulting an officer in the Capitol riot. But we got some cop-on-cop violence going on here. Federal jury... Shut the fuck up. A federal jury has convicted a New York Police Department veteran of assaulting an officer during the U.S. Capitol riot, rejecting his claim he was defending himself when he tackled the officer and grabbed his gas mask. Federal jury on Monday convicted a New York Police Department veteran of assaulting an officer during the U.S. Capitol riot. Thomas Webster, a 20-year NYPD veteran, was the first Capitol riot defendant to be tried on an assault charge and the first to present a jury with a self-defense argument. Jurors deliberated for less than three hours before they convicted Webster of all six counts in his indictment, including a charge that he assaulted Metropolitan Police Department officer Noah Rathbun Rathbun? With a dangerous weapon, a metal flagpole. Oh, he's that guy. That guy was a cop. The assault charges, uh, the assault charge alone is punishable by up to 20 years in prison, although sentencing guidelines likely will recommend a significantly shorter prison term. If you have been watching this show for any amount of, of time, you might know that I have a, a proposal that I think should be in, in law. Uh, cops should face double what the mandatory minimum is for a civilian. Any crime. Whatever the mandatory minimum is, this cop should get double. I call it the higher standard law. Cops should be held to a higher standard. Rathbun testified that he didn't punch or pick a fight with Webster as a violent mob attacked the Capitol on January 6th, disrupting Congress from certifying Joe Biden's 2020 presidential election victory over then-President Donald Trump. Two jurors who spoke to reporters after the verdict said videos capturing the officer's assault from multiple angles were crucial evidence rebutting Webster's self-defense argument. You tried to lie to him, sir! They can see what you did with their own eyes. You guys been wondering what happened to Mike Lindell? Apparently he tried to get back on Twitter and he got banned again. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell was banned from Twitter for a second time after attempting to use a new account to access the social media platform. Lindell set up a new account Sunday, but the account was quickly suspended. Twitter said today that Lindell's new account was permanently suspended for violating its rules on ban evasion. Lindell's original Twitter account was permanently banned in January of 2021 after he continued to perpetuate the baseless claim that Trump won the 2020 election. At the time, Twitter said that it decided to ban Lindell due to repeated violations of its civic integrity policy. Well, yeah. 
Oh, I can't believe he's like, oh, Elon's going to protect me. I'll get back on Twitter. Yuck, yuck, yuck. It don't work like that. They're idiots. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? You know who else I think is stupid? This jail official who apparently helped a murder suspect escape. Oh, do we have a video? Let's watch the video. No, it's probably just the what's happening headlines. Bullshit. Authorities are searching for an extremely dangerous murder suspect who escaped from an Alabama jail, and the official they now believe may have helped him escape. Oh, shit, it was in Florence. God, this is like an hour away from where I'm sitting. Authorities on Monday continued the hunt for an extremely dangerous murder suspect and issued an arrest warrant for the Alabama jail official they now believe helped him escape. Inmate Casey Cole White, 38, was shackled and handcuffed when he and Vicki White, the facility's assistant... The facility's assistant director of corrections left the Lauderdale County Detention Center in Florence, Alabama on Friday morning. They have not been seen since, although the patrol vehicle that the pair used when leaving the detention center was found at a nearby shopping center parking lot after their absence was discovered. Um, are they cousins? Because if... if what? Or what? Like maybe she's not in love with him. Maybe they're they're family or something. Let's let's read more. Let's read more. Authorities have no idea where they are. Although the inmate uh, should be recognizable by his size, he stands six feet nine inches and weighs two hundred and sixty pounds. Authorities warn that anyone seeing the pair should not approach them. They're both of them dangerous, and in all probability, both individuals are armed. RB says they're not related. U.S. Marshal Marty Keeley said at a press conference on Monday, he noted that Casey White will stand out because of his size, even if he has changed his appearance. Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton said on Monday that they had issued an arrest warrant for Vicki White, 56, on charges of permitting or allowing an escape. She is not related to Casey White, who was serving a 75-year a 75-year prison sentence and awaiting trial on a capital murder charge. Vicki White told co-workers she was talking uh, she was taking him to the courthouse for a mental health evaluation, but Singleton later said no such evaluation was scheduled. She also violated a policy that required more than one official to be involved in transporting inmates, a rule that officials emphasized for White because uh, he had previously tried to escape. The sheriff said video showed the pair left the jail and went straight to the parking lot. We know she participated, whether she did that willingly or if she was coerced, threatened somehow to participate, not really sure. We know for sure she did participate. We can assume most Americans are armed. That's not actually true. It's about 35%, 34%, something like that. But that 35% owns fucking a shit ton of guns. There are enough guns in this country for like every American to own three or some shit like that. But they're only armed, they're only owned by like fucking 35% of the population. 
So the story makes it seem like, you know, I saw other people speculate that they were lovebirds. The story makes it seem like they don't exactly know that she might have been coerced into helping him. A.C. White was serving time for a string of crimes that included attempted murder, robbery, and burglary. While in prison, he had confessed to the 2015 stabbing uh, death of a 58-year-old woman, which caused him to be brought to the Lauderdale County Jail for court proceedings. If he's if he's already going to spend the rest of his life in jail, why are you even going to try him again? Why are you, why are you even going to give the opportunity for this to happen? Just keep him locked up. The sheriff said they believe White plotted an earlier escape from the jail in 2020 when they found a makeshift knife. He could face the death penalty if convicted of the capital murder charge. The U.S. Marshal Service is offering up to $10,000 for information. Singleton said Vicki White had been an exemplary employee at the jail, and employees are devastated. This is not the Vicki White we know by any stretch of the imagination. Vicki White had planned to retire, and Friday was to be her last day. He said she had sold her home about a month ago and talked about going to the beach. The sheriff said they had no leads at this point on where the two were located. If we knew where they were at, we would be there and not here. As an assistant director of corrections, Vicki White moved throughout the county detention facility and had multiple opportunities every day to be in contact with any given inmate, the sheriff said. Her job duties also included coordinating transport of inmates. Vicki White's mother, Pat Davis, told Way she was in shock and scared for her daughter. I did she blow away her pension or is she being held against her will? I mean, finding out that that was her last fucking day. You guys are speculating. We don't know that for a fact. It's going to be interesting to find out. Don't 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 think for a second I I I won't do the story. When we do find out, I your last fucking day before retirement, you're going to break somebody out of jail after being an exemplary employee, employee at a jail. I don't know. I don't know. if Maybe maybe, maybe that inmate dig is good. Maybe she lives in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? Oh, shit. We're going to run a pool on Discord. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I mean... Occam's razors, motherfucker. The simplest explanation is usually the best explanation, and the simplest explanation is probably that she was fucking him. Because why else would she make up a story about him needing to... Unless... He threatened her somehow and said he was on, he had somebody on the outside that was, you know, threatening one of her family members or something. So that's why she skipped. But like her scheduling or saying that she had scheduled the transport or whatever. Because she... 
couldn't have like he couldn't have her like at knife point or shiv point or whatever if she's in an office fucking telling people she's taking him to a a, a, a mental evaluation so yeah like we're only speculating but simplest explanation is the best explanation she's probably getting some dick from him Now on to a woman who probably needs some dick and she would probably like loosen up. Apparently we've got a Karen on a plane. This video has gone viral. Uh, Content warning in case she uses some slurs. I don't know. It says homophobic slurs was being used. I don't, I don't know what the homophobic slurs were. My apologies. And uh, as I understand it, she also brings up being a fan of Elon Musk somehow. They're recording too. No, I, I think you're the reason you're getting kicked off, ma'am. Take some personal responsibility. Being belligerent is not free speech, ma'am. Excuse me. What is she doing to that guy? Man, I'm fine. Whoa. Whoa, dude. Trump's I mean we could have guessed nobody knew you were a Trump supporter 
don't do that. Don't do that because it's a thing. When we did nothing wrong, it makes them right. It's fucking wrong. Yeah, put that on YouTube. Actually, you got it facing the wrong way. Oh, they totally put it on YouTube. Or TikTok or wherever the fuck I found this. There is your plane carrying of the day. Someone said she mentioned Elon Musk. Using homophobic slurs and the woman started praising, wait for it, Elon Musk. A few days ago I tweeted Elon Musk has become a a symbol of hate and here it is. Somebody accused him of being a symbol of white supremacy and like... He is. He is. His family owned an apartheid South African emerald mine. Exactly what he is. All right, you guys want to see a monkey eat a sandwich? Because that's what we're doing. You guys weren't here at the beginning. I said uh, I've got company coming over tonight, so I'm wrapping it up early. My apologies. I'm going to go make some baked spaghetti. Promised her I'd have dinner for her by the time she got here. Uh, This monkey going for a ride with its family. It's kind of a long video here, though. We're going to jump ahead. They get a a sandwich here at some point in time. Look how adorable he is. His little diaper, his little fucking... uh, He's got his little shirt on with a with a with a, a hoodie on. Shit! This little dude's ready to go. But this is this is a spider monkey, right? I fucking love monkeys. I want a monkey. It's just just like a little baby. Oh oh, check him out. Did you guys hear the noise he made? I gotta go back. I gotta go back. (laughs) He going town on that sandwich. I hope I hope the, like the the human babies don't get jealous of the monkey. You got a little, you got a little something in your whiskers, dude. I believe this lady is a bo- a blogger. Uh, Sarah, Emma, and Harry. I found this on Monkey Daily. Uh, a capuchin monkey? May, uh, may, a capuchin. A capuchin monkey, maybe. I don't know. I don't know my monkey breeds. I don't know my dog breeds either. It's one of, it's one of those itty bitty monkeys. Do they do they style his hair and everything like he's got? <laughs> he's got little like it looks like it's styled up, and he's got like the 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 point in the front and everything. 
When am I going to do a cooking stream? That's a good question. I tried to, uh, last time I tried to get my other camera set up. The, the fucking, my other camera didn't work, but I've, we've used it before. I'll work on that again this week, Mergen. We'll see if we can't put a cooking stream together for one of the upcoming uh, Friday shows. Oh, uh, shit. But I'm just, I'm just throwing some spaghetti together tonight with some Italian sausage. I'm not doing anything special. In case you're wondering where, where Curiouser is at, she's on her way here. That's that's where she's at. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you are watching on Twitch, we're going to go over and say hey to the lovely Riverboat Jack. Uh, oh, she's not, she's not on yet. Hold on. Uh, Kai, we're gonna go say hey to Kai at Proudly Radical. I feel like it's been a little bit since we've raided Kai. So if you're watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Proudly Radical. Um, apparently, I cannot raid Proudly Radical right now, which is being weird. Well, damn. Uh, I'd send you over to Frims, but he's uh, playing League of Legends, so. Hopefully, Riverboat Jack will be on soon. Riverboat Jack is awesome. We haven't raided her in a while. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live.